Hello, and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I am your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 58. I have a cold right now, so my voice sounds really weird, and I want to just apologize for that up front. Sorry. Sorry about the voice. So today I have a couple things to talk about. First of all, I am going to do the book review for Green Witchcraft. It is fabulous, by the way, but I want to tell you all about it. And I am going to go over things that you can do in your witchcraft practice while you're sick, because even witches get sick too, which I have been sick for like, I don't know, a week now, and um, I'm definitely over the hump. But there are things that we can do along with the mundane stuff. So um, I'm going to tell you all about that. But first, let's get to the book review. Okay, so I have been waiting for this book to come out for quite a while. So the name of the book is Green Witchcraft, A Practical Guide to Discovering the Magic of Plants, Herbs, Crystals, and Beyond, and it is by Paige Vanderbeck, and she is the host of the Fat Feminist Witch Podcast, and if you are not familiar with that podcast, you should definitely go check her out. It's one of my favorites. So first off, the cover is beautiful, and it has a really great witch aesthetic to it, and if I was in a bookstore and I saw it, it would scream read me (laughs) for sure. First thing that got me when I opened up the book was that it's dedicated to her bunny that passed away, Jimmy Hoppe. And I choked up when I read that because I remember listening to her episode after he passed away and I was bawling on my way to work that day. Mascara all over the place. I look like a hot mess. Um, So I thought her dedication was an awesome choice. So um, I want to just, I've got the book right here. I want to talk about the chapters. I'll let you know what she goes over. So the chapters are understanding green witchcraft. And then she goes into chapter one, two, three, the way of the green witch, harnessing the powers of the green witch, and connecting with the natural world. Um, Part two of this book is practicing green green witchcraft. So she goes over the what's and the how's and stuff like that first. And then she goes over practicing green witchcraft. And the chapters are flourishing with flowers, the power of plants, healing with herbs and greens, the wisdom of wood, and the strength of stone and crystals. I I love the flow of the chapters in this book. It's absolutely beautifully um, well thought out and organized, so perfect. This book is an all-encompassing type of book. She covers all things witchcraft and green. I was so excited to see a book that covered all of the basics, like tools, terms, values, and standards, and so much information on plants, herbs, and crystals, and their correspondences and uses. Had I had access to this book over 20 years ago when I first started, I would have had a much smoother start um, because I was trying to get my hands on all kinds of different books because they all had something different in them that I needed to learn. And this one is perfect for um, kind of diving in headfirst and learning learning it in such a great organized way. I really, really loved it. Paige has a way of explaining things and still leaving it feel like if you wanted to put your own flair to it, like a spell or a belief, that it's perfectly normal to do so. So I really like the way that she put all the information out there and then was like, hey, 
but you do you. <laughs> um, as you start out the book, right away, she addresses the excuses and mis- misconceptions about being a green witch. And I think that is fabulous. I've seen witches post on social media saying that they're bummed because green witchcraft calls to them, but they live in the city or a plant murderer like me. (laughs) Um, Paige takes the misconceptions and just puts them to rest. Here is a, a quote in the very front of the book that I thought was very important. She's talking about the green witchcraft as a practice and and lifestyle. And she says, if you're still unsure if green witchcraft is for you because you don't fit the image of a witch you have in your head, go ahead and give your head a shake because here's the truth. Anyone can be a witch. I loved that. I loved that she was like, anyone can be a witch. You don't have to be the aesthetic that you see on social media. Um, and, and I just, I really like that she put that in the book. I think that's very important for all of us, new witches and practice witches, to make sure that we, we realize that. Like, anybody can be a witch. Don't judge. <laughs> I love that while she's talking about green witch, witchcraft path, but acknowledges that not everyone goes about this path the same way, and it's perfectly okay to do something different. I think that was a really important thing that she she put in there. Some of my favorite parts of this book are the plants and practice section and the herbs and greens and practice sections. She has very well-written spells and ways to use your plants and herbs, as well as gardening tips, which I definitely needed. <laughs> I was taking notes like crazy when I read um, these particular sections. I loved it. She even wrote a willow tree meditation, and while I have none on my property, um, and it's really seriously cold as hell right now, I still did it, and I visualized myself sitting underneath a willow tree, and it was really well-structured meditation, and it didn't take up more than like five minutes for me to do, and I finished it feeling grounded and centered. And I also got to dive into my imagination for just a bit and be transported to a warm spring day (laughs) in my mind instead of the cold snowy one that's my reality at the moment. (laughs) I also very much enjoyed the earth star chakra meditation. I hadn't really worked with that chakra much, which seems like I probably should have though. Um, It was a beautiful experience. She put so much thought into this book. I, I really love the way the meditations are dropped into the chapters exactly where they need to be to get the most of the knowledge that you just absorbed. I really love the placement of, of those. It's it's very magical. <laughs> um, then there's the crystal section, and you know me, I am a crystal addict, so this was right up my alley. I actually did one of the spells called crystal plant medicine spell with two new plants I had gotten and one that I was in the process of killing. (laughs) I seriously have no green thumb. I'm terrible. Um, The old dying plant perked up within about, I don't know, 24 hours and the new ones are flourishing. And I seriously, I kill all plants. I killed an air plant. They're, they're an air plant. Like, they, they live off air. You, like, spritz them every once in a while and they live. I killed it. It's dead. I killed that and two cactuses. So, that's saying something. <laughs> Honestly, all in all, this book was everything I had hoped it would be. This book has been 
on my nightstand and seriously near me since I got it. It's been in my purse. It's went to me or went with me uh, when I go places. It was in the bathtub with me at one time. I would recommend this book to anyone curious about witchcraft in general, not just green witchcraft. I have been practicing for over 20 years and I still learned quite a lot reading this book. And I'm a book nerd. I love just devouring this kind of stuff. And this was definitely... Uh, it was like a little magical retreat for me reading this book. And as I read it, it renewed my passion for green witchcraft and sparked curiosity within me to play more with my herbs and plants. Definitely, definitely recommend this book. Good job, Paige. I am so excited for you and your path as an author. I think you have such amazing things coming um, and enjoy the moment bask in the <laughs> accomplishment that you published a book. Um, that's fantastic. And I hope I'm not too far behind you getting mine done. Um, but you are definitely an inspiration. And when I don't want to write or I'm like, Bleh, uh, I'm just not into it. I think, you know what? Paige set out these goals. She wanted to write a book, and and she did, and it's a good book. So you've definitely set set the bar um, for me as far as commitment and getting my shit done. So thank you so much, Paige. It was an amazing book. It will be a permanent uh, member of my witchy library for sure. I'm going to go ahead and put the link to purchase this book in the show notes. I'm also going to share it in the Witchy Woman Friends group. Um, I'll put it on Instagram and I'll also stick it on uh, Twitter as well. So if you're following me on any social media platform, um, look for that link today. Um, thank you so much, Paige, for allowing me to read this book. I was honored and surprised to get the email like hey you want to read a book for Paige that she wrote I'm like yes please yes I was so excited and um, I'm thankful for this platform because if I didn't have this podcast I wouldn't have been able to connect um, and be able to read this book early which I was digging and so excited to be able to do so thank you Okay, so now I kind of want to switch gears a little bit and talk about being sick. Um, it, this episode is going to be a little shorter just because I don't know how much longer my voice is going to hold up, but I'm going to try. <laughs> so for the last week-ish, I've been sick with some sort of weird respiratory type cold that settled in my sinuses for a nice stay. <laughs> So <clears throat> I've sort of been hit and miss on social media and just being present when I can and stepping away when I need to. Um, I, I hit pause on meditating and creating things because honestly, I had no energy to do anything. <laughs> so um, of course, though, that asshole voice in my head that loves to make me feel like shit about things was reminding me like I'm a bad witch that I didn't meditate and do all the magical things and honestly I had to just hold that I had to tell that voice just to shut the hell up and I tried to drown it out with coffee um I had big plans for the new moon and I had been creating this awesome ritual that I was gonna do and I didn't have the energy to do that either that kind of bummed me out but I did end up feeling a little bit better and did like a smaller version smaller scaled down version of what I was gonna do so at least I did something um 
So anyway, I thought it might be cool to do an episode about the things I do as a witch while I'm sick to get better. Of course, I do the mundane things. I drink a shit ton of water, nap when I can. I run the humidifier. I take my vitamins and, you know, just hope that things run its course quickly. And if I need to, I'm going to go to the doctor. If it gets bad, if I feel like I've got an infection or a fever too long, I definitely go to the doctor. Um, <clears throat> but there are things that I do that include spells and other witchy stuff when I'm sick. So I thought I'd share them. And I'm going to put a disclaimer in here just cover my ass this is not a replacement for medical care these are supportive therapy type things that I do when I'm sick if you need medical attention please seek it <laughs> okay um so when I'm sick I'm a baby I whine I bitch I think I'm dying I know this I'm an overly dramatic Gemini I whatever I just kind of, I got to get it out of my system. <laughs> so, but once I get that out of my system and start doing the mundane stuff to help my body get better, um, I will also turn to witchcraft to get a little extra boost in healing. So one of the first things I do, or I did this time, was to make sure that I didn't have any energetic cords leaching any excess energy from me. Um, and what I'm talking about, uh, energetic cords can be like, Connections from a past life, a current life situation or person, family karma, relationships, past trauma, seriously a plethora of different uh, people and things and situations. And when I go about, or when we go about our lives, we come into contact with people and we interact with them. It's unavoidable, unavoidable, geez, I can't talk today. Um, some of these interactions result in the creation of an energetic cord or connection that you may be aware of or not. These connections can eat away at you and your energy. So, cutting that cord can release release that hold and kind of allow you to take your energy back. So that is the first thing that I did. I got into like a meditative state while holding my selen selenite athame. Uh, you don't have to use any tools though, I just do. Um, I asked my guides to show me any energetic cords that are no longer serving my highest good. And once I could visualize them, I symbolically cut them with my athame. And I do this until I can visualize them all severed. And as I cut them, I mentally say, I release you and send you back to the originator with love. And then I visualize like, I'm all done. I visualize like a white silver sparkly light coming down through my crown chakra and moving throughout my body to like my, my toes and then back up and out my crown chakra creating kind of um kind of like a circuit of good energy. And what that does for me is it re-energizes and clears my energetic field, cleans my aura out and then I ground myself and then that's the end of that. The second thing that I can do is that I reiki my water or whatever drink or food I'm ingesting, even my cold medicine if I end up taking some. If you aren't a reiki practitioner, you can always ask whatever deity you'd like or angel to bless your food and drink to enable fast healing. It's something that I forget that I can do as a Reiki practitioner, but it really does make a difference. And it should be a daily practice for me, but I'm lazy and I forget. <laughs> 
Um, the third thing I do when I'm sick is to take ritual baths. I do a detox bath and I'll reiki the water and ask whatever deity I think may help with healing or maybe an angel to charge the water with healing properties and remove the sickness from my body. Um, and here's kind of like my little recipe I'm going to share with you and I'll make sure I share this in the witchy woman friends group as well. So one cup of Epsom salts, a half a cup of baking soda, four tablespoons of sea salt, a tablespoon of almond oil, and then I do four drops a piece of these oils, sage, rosemary, frankincense, and eucalyptus. Sometimes it's more, uh, more drops than that, but you need to make sure that your body isn't too sensitive to whatever oils you put in there because an irritated hoo-ha is no fun while you're already sick. And I have learned what oils my body is cool with and which ones are not so this is kind of a personal preference as far as essential oils you don't have to have any in there I just do sometimes I'll sprinkle then a handful of calendula flowers uh, lavender maybe a little uh, rose petals for self-love if I'm feeling fancy <laughs> um, and then I add a bag of crystals and I hang them from the faucet into the water so you like those those little like see-through colored I don't know, I think it's called muslin bags. I don't know. But you get them a lot of times with tumbles or you, they put jewelry in them at stores. So I will usually have like clear quartz, smoky quartz, rose quartz, and bloodstone in that bag. And then I just hang it on the faucet and, it, and it'll just hang in the water then. And it helps charge the water with the energy of those crystals. Um, do make sure whatever crystals you use are safe for water and for your skin. Some are very toxic to us when they get wet. So definitely look those up. Use the Googles. I'll soak for at least 30 minutes like this and then I'll go shower the ick off because I don't know. I don't think that it's necessary, but I always feel like I need to get that water and residue off because the bath water is like drawing out my sickness into it <laughs> so after that I'm all done I'm showered and everything I always give thanks for any magical assist to the deity or angel or whatever that um, I asked help from another thing I do is take a candle and I light it with the intention that as it burns it takes away my sickness so um, kind of how I do that is I'm going to hold the candle in my hand and I really think hard on my healing intention. And then it burns away on my altar while I'm sick. Of course, I cannot let my candle burn 24-7 because I have cats and I am paranoid about like burning my house down. So even in my room, I won't burn a candle if I can't watch it because I'm just terrified that something is going to knock it over. I, it's probably overly cautious, but burning your house down is kind of a big deal. So, um, don't be that witch. <laughs> so, um, I will just put it out when I can't be with it. And while I'm in the bath, I do take that candle into the bathroom with me though, because I feel like when I do that, it just makes more of a powerful ritual bath when I do it. So, um, so after it's all done, it's all burned. I take the remains of that wax when it's done and I bury it off of my property. And I really try not to put this on someone else's property that they're actively living on. I think that'd just probably be rude. So I take the remains and <laughs> I'm sure, seriously, I wish somebody could get a video of this because I'm sure it's hilarious. So <clears throat> 
picture me in my tie-dyed kitty cat PJs. So I have like these PJs that are literally tie-dyed with cat heads on them. And then I wear a lot of times, most of the time, I wear like a tie-dyed shirt that has like a Rastafarian cat on it that's baked. So imagine me wearing that with snow boots and like a really shitty messy bun. Like, and I don't pull off messy bun. I ended up looking just homeless when I do that. So imagine that walking out my front door with a silver platter of wax on it, carrying a little garden shovel across the street to an abandoned property. And then I dig a little hole, bury the mound of wax. You know, I started thinking about the shit I do and it's no wonder people are afraid of me here. Like that probably, I mean, either you can take it to one of two ways. Laugh about it because crazy bitch is burying wax in an abandoned property or holy shit what has she done what is the state of her mind I'm getting out of here so I totally get how people think I'm odd (laughs) so another thing that I like to do is to burn your basanta Um, it helps get negative energy out of the house I crack a window and I smoke the shit out of the house and I visual all the shitty energy getting out of my body and this house and also, Yerba Santa it ha- was used in the U.S. when we had the TB outbreak. It was commonly called consumptive's weed. Cons- consumption is what they called um, tuberculosis. Because it was used to clear mucus from TB patients. I'm sure I'm supposed to make like a tea out of it, but it just seemed appropriate to burn this time. <laughs> um, I also uh, drink elderberry syrup, um, and then I do use it in tea form as well. So uh, one of our sponsors, Shelly, she's a owner of Lavender Potion. She makes a, a beautiful blend of elderberry and herbs for immunity properties, and I have some of that and made some syrup, and I also kept a batch just to use um, as loose tea, and I love it. So that's something else I do, and I, of course, I charge. I I charge it with Reiki before I drink it. Um, I don't do any like big spells or rituals while I'm sick because doing those things does draw from your own personal energy, and I need all the energy I can while I'm sick. So if I'm gonna do anything in my craft, I'm gonna do something simple. I don't go too big because I can always do it later later when I feel better. That's the great thing about our path like yes the new moon happened I did a tiny thing the big ritual I was gonna do I'll just wait until I feel better and do it then if I don't feel like meditating something I like to do is play binaural beats that are for healing specifically so there are different frequencies for different things so there's a frequency for general healing and ridding negativity um, third eye there's all kinds of things so if you go to YouTube and just search search binaural beats for healing a ton of videos will come up so I just pick one and stick on my headphones and listen to it while I nap or read Um, maybe I'm just hanging out reading and I'll definitely just have that on the TV I just go on my TV and go to Google and and put that on so the whole house kind of has that vibe going on um and so this time while I was sick Maddie did something pretty freaking cool she made a cool witchy cleaner um while I was sick to keep things sanitized but also to like get that high vibe feeling in the house so here is what she did here's a recipe she made it using castile soap water 
wild orange oil, uh, lemon oil, and Florida water. And she used that, she put like, I don't know what she said, like in her like spray bottle, we have like just the generic spray bottle. She put like, I have a pump um, Castile soap dispenser and she put like three or four pumps of Castile soap and the rest of it was water. Oh, and witch hazel. She added witch hazel to it. Anyway, she cleaned the surfaces. Everything I touched, she would like clean. And then she just kind of did the whole house, like all of our surfaces, the countertops, the TV, everything. She did that. She also sprayed it on like our uh, doors and cleaned up everything. Smells amazing. And definitely felt like things were lighter when she was done. So um, thank you, my witchy daughter, for that. So yeah, those are the things that I do. And I'm sure there's a shitload of other things. Oh, I know what there's uh so Paige of the Fat Feminist Witch, she did an episode once and she talked about charging her um medicine um on with crystals. So I've been doing that too. Like I have this little offering bowl and I filled it full of healing crystals and then I put my prescription bottles that I take every day and then I also put this while I was sick, I put my cold medicine in there. I'm taking some stuff just to clear out the gunk in my head so I I put that in the bowl of crystals as well so I have been doing that I forgot to mention that but yeah she I will try to find the episode that she uh, mentioned that and I'll put that in the show notes as well and in the group um but it was a really cool episode she I'd never thought of that like to take my crystals because I use crystals for just about everything they are all over this house I was thinking about how we're going to move and my biggest obstacle is finding out how to transport all of my crystals safely. (laughs) So anyway, I digress. So yes, you can charge your medicine with crystals. So you don't even have to have a bowl. If you want to just like put, uh, you can grid with crystals and stick your medicine bottles in the middle. You can just put them all, you know, center your, your, your prescription bottles or whatever the medicine is are, you know, in the center of a whole bunch of them, however you feel called to do it. But anyway, I'll definitely link that episode. I'm having to stop a lot and cough and erase what I've just said. So I think my voice is done for the day. Oh, quick note, I will be getting everyone's, I think I have emailed the people that won the the giveaways, but I need to get addresses. And I kind of got sick, like right after the podcast, I was getting sick last week. And then like that night, I just started getting really sick. So I haven't had time to gather everybody's information yet. So if I haven't texted you, please text me back. (laughs) Text me and let me know what address I can send your amazing witchy gifts to. Um, I'm very excited for you guys to get those. Yeah, I think that's it so that I can stop talking and coughing and erasing. (laughs) Thank you so much to everybody for listening. I appreciate you all so very much. Um, Don't forget that if you have any questions, you can always send me a message on Facebook. It's, I'm completely open to answering questions if you don't want to share them in the group. Um, That's, I don't mind that at all. You can also email me at witchywomanpodcast at gmail.com. Um, all my information is on our website, uh, witchywomanpodcast.com. Uh, Sorry, I just had like a big coughing fit. <laughs> um, 
if anybody else has this thing, any tea with slippery elm in it feels really good. If you kind of got a scratchy throat and that's irritating you, I've been drinking that a lot. I don't think the taste is so great, so I add a little honey to it, but it works really well. It helps that itchy feeling. Just as a side note. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to go drink some tea because my voice is getting really ouchy. So as always, stay witchy. Bye-bye.